Hope everyone's doing fine, isolated in your house in the quarantine. Due to this crazy COVID-19 that's happening around the world right now, welcome, my friends, to a brand new edition of the Brenton Not On Tour podcast. We're going to still do the travel cast, but for the time being, I'm also going to bang out some other podcasts and thought we would just name it different because I'm not on tour. Travel cast will be back with my co-host Mercedes. Uh, we're actually doing a bunch of new episodes uh, in the coming days. But uh, I also have some other stories to tell and some other people around that uh, wanted to uh, tell a tale. So I'm joined this week by my good friend, Mike Pongratz. Mike, well, Mike is the intro guy from my podcast, and he also helps produce the podcast and puts a little shine on it when it's all said and done. Voiceover work, how he got into it, how we met back in Toronto over a Pearl Jam show. We're going to talk a bit of wrestling. Why not? We're going to talk a bit of Pearl Jam. We're going to do a bunch of different things. In episode one, part one of this, we're going to get into Mike and I's history a little bit about where we met, how we came together, uh, how this whole thing with the podcast came together, what he's been up to because he's been a super busy guy doing voiceover work for all these different companies, including the WWE. And uh, that was kind of an interesting tale. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to get an update on COVID and how I'm feeling. And then we're going to get into some other stuff. So settle in, my friends. This is the quarantine cast, the Brenton Not On Tour quarantine cast with my good friend, Mike Pongratz. Settle in, learn something. Here we go. You're listening to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast. So far, he's taught you about good coffee. Damn, Jimmy, this is some serious gourmet shit. Good music. I'm like this, you know, and then that becomes your thing. Music just does that. And the secrets to good travel. Exits. Okay, there's one back here. And there's uh, probably one over by the wing somewhere. Now, thanks to COVID-19, he's here to make sure that you're all good during this time of social distancing and self-isolation. So sit back and enjoy as he broadcasts from any number of exotic locations like Costa del Balconia, La Isla del Garage, Playa del Living Room, and the always magical Puerta Bacchiarda. And don't worry, he's already had the coronavirus and beat it. Still, maybe keep a mask handy. Here's BD. Welcome everybody to the Brenton on Tour quarantine cast. I guess that's what we got to call, call it the quarantine cast because we're all in a quarantine. The COVID is amongst us. And uh, people are having to stay inside and do their thing. I am joined in this episode by a very good friend of mine. You may just recognize his voice. I'm not sure, but uh, please welcome as dramatically as possible, oh. Mr. Mike Pond. <laughs> nice hey, buddy, up. how you doing? Hey, he buddy. is the voice of the podcast. He is the real voice of the podcast. He's uh, responsible for my intro and all the production and stuff that goes into it. Uh, when you hear it flow nicely, this is the guy that does it. I am outside in a beautiful 18-degree weather. You are inside in Ontario, and it is where? It is uh, the home of uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, we are in Brant Ford. Brant Ford, Brant Ford, Ford, Ontario. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, uh, this is this is cool. I, I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started this. That I've I've only ever been on two podcasts. This is number two. I hosted a podcast a bunch of years ago with a bunch of uh, voice actor friends of mine. But I've ne- aside from this. The only other podcast I've ever done is our buddy Adams when they did the EMP plot of awesomeness. So, which was some funny shit. Let me tell that you. was some that was some funny stuff. You know, and I, uh, I, I, you know, podcasting has been so new for me, but it's been a, a real fun uh, journey 
don't mind yeah. the cars the cars in the background this sure mic is picking it up but uh it's been a real fun journey obviously going uh and with your help designing it uh from uh the, the coffee cast into music into travel and then obviously it'll go to life but uh, right now no one's not no one's really feeling like traveling i'm sure well i'm sure everyone wants to travel but oh, no yeah. one's really thinking about travel hacks uh no one's really thinking about um, great life stories per se. Everyone's just trying to get through this, uh, including us content people that are trying to put out content. My co-host uh, Mercedes is up in Whistler. They're completely shut down right now. So she is getting ready to launch her podcast soon. Uh, so we've put the travel cast sort of it's kind of coming and going. It's not like going to be as weekly as, as we're doing, because I, I feel like um, I need to read as, you know, just kind of, come in with some stuff and come out and come in with some new stuff. And as you know, you're the expert. Uh, there's no real rules, but we're just going to no. kind of keep going with it, you know? And, and I mean, this is kind of cool too, because I mean, sometimes the best sort of podcast, uh, I don't know, topics or, or shows are ones that are so off the cuff and, and just chatting. And it's cool because again, we've, we have worked back and forth uh, on, on your podcast since uh, the coffee cast. And by the way, you're doing a fantastic, this is, this is where I blow smoke up the host's butt, uh, but it's, it's completely, you know, warranted. you've done, you've done an amazing job and, and it's very cool that you have, um, you've created this, this little realm, the Breton on tour realm. And uh, you're, you're, you're a great little interview. It's been fun to put together. And you've been able to talk to some really cool people, and now you've got a really cool co-host too. Uh, today as well. And here we well, are. But uh, yeah, Mercedes is an old friend of mine, and we uh, we've got a great uh, rapport. And and uh, she's uh, my wife and I and the kids will stay up at her place when she's out of town training sometimes in Whistler. And we'll nice. go up, and she's been awesome for uh, just giving that. And and I thought, who better to have on a travel cast than someone that uh, travels more like, as much as me, if not more. Uh, when we're allowed to travel and she's really really she's a riot so so far she's been you know most people are messaging messaging me saying uh, keep her and you and you leave and i'm like all right whatever but, it's that's always the way it goes you know, you, know it's you always get shuttled to the to the side yeah but, but yeah man this is this is very cool and um it's 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 weird it's sort of a it's, it's a weird thing for me because usually i'm used to driving shows as opposed sure. to just kind of being like all right. Let's well, I figured we were chat. due to ch due to chat, and there, there's been a lot going on. Yes. Uh, there's been a lot going on just in the world, but there, you know, I just went through something. Um, you secretly just went through something rad, and uh, <laughs> and was part of this uh, whole thing since January that shocked the world with uh, our friend Adam, who had uh, uh, emotionally shocked the world with a return to the WWE, which was great. Um, and uh, you're, you know, the whole time putting the podcast together, you and I are texting back and forth, you know, old school wrestling fans like, oh, what'd you think of this? And what'd you think of that? And you're like, yeah. And then like, there's no way Adam's ever going to make it. And it was great. I was one of the things we'll get into that. But one of the things he touched yeah. on when he was talking about it was the element of surprise. And I was so happy I didn't know. So it was just fun that you got to be a part of that. And I'm sure that was, that was probably the, the hardest thing because I, I knew when he got cleared not too long after uh, he found out. And if you, you know, if, if anybody's watching that has the WWE network or doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, there's a documentary that they put out on our buddy, Adam. And uh, in the documentary, it talks about how he went to Pittsburgh to see the doctor yeah. 
and got the all clear. So back in September, like early September last year, I was on my way to a conference in Toronto and Adam called me and he's like, he's like, Hey buddy. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? And it was, it was kind of a little out of the ordinary. Yeah. It was like, it was a, I think it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday morning. It might've been a Saturday morning. And, uh, and he's like, Hey, uh, so I got some news. And as I'm getting the news, I'm driving down, down into a, uh, into a parking garage and I'm like, hold, hold that news. I just, I'm, I'm going to lose you. I'm going to lose you. I'm going to lose you. And as soon as, <laughs> he's like, okay. So I'm like trying to call him back and, and like, I'm not getting through cause uh, he's got this call answer service. And then I finally get through. And that's when he told me, he's like, he's like, buddy, you're not going to believe this, but I'm cleared. And I'm like, uh, what? So I've known since September no. and it was one of those, it was like, you know, the, the circle of, of, of surprise and, and, and it was, it was amazing. It was yeah, you, yeah. you, you were, we we're talking about it. And it's like, I, I loved not, not like I loved not knowing. And again, people just joining this. I mean, um, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to appreciate this story. You have to just be a fan of somebody with a dream and a goal that had it taken away from them. And then they had to fight and claw back to get it with support of all the amazing people around them. Yeah. That's a life cast story, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. That was already told. And so I, I guess I've lost that, but anyway, it was just a funny, funny thing that like, you don't need to be a wrestling fan. So, you know, to people listening, uh, backing it up a little bit, um, which we'll get into Mike and I's history, but you know, uh, one of the things that Adam touched on was being away from the ring for nine years yeah, and having that ability to surprise somebody for once because you can't really surprise anybody anymore with anything. So the great thing about it is this, is that whereas I was like, all right, great, Mike, you knew since September and you kept it, uh, you kept it totally under wraps, which is your job to do. And I love the fact that you, you know, didn't let the cat out of the bag. And I love the fact that I, I love the fact that Adam didn't let the cat out of the bag because whereas you knew in September that he was coming back and we, the rest of the world had heard rumblings that he was coming back. You didn't get to experience me sitting on the couch at 21 going, wow. Yeah. Because it was super emotional. Like as a human being, this had nothing to do with wrestling and the emotion of this. I was watching it going, watching him come out and then walk to the ring, basically emotionally walking to the ring. But you could tell by his face, my son's face was like, what? And like, I was like, oh my God, look at this. Like, you know, I just couldn't believe that he was able to pull it off. And then hearing all the backstory, it was just really great. And so, whereas you had this amazing, you know, you're in from September on and you're there for the whole journey, uh, which was, was you know, which is awesome. But on the flip side, I'm also like, so happy that, that, uh, you know, by the time it got to 21, I was like, still surprised. what? What's going on? So yeah. it was really cool. It was, it was cool to find out and then to be there in Houston for when he came out. And yeah. again, we knew he was coming out there. You know, they were filming some stuff. They wanted sure. to get some reaction. I saw you. I saw you react on there. Which funny. is hilarious because my wife, Carolyn, she, she was watching the documentary with me last night after Mania. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, what, what's that? What's that you call people that are like super fans that are really nerdy, uh, interesting. I'm going to go, Mark. She goes, yeah, who's that Mark? And I'm like, (sighs) well, it was a really cool, exciting because it's anticipation. You knew it's coming. You knew it's coming. And then 
the music hits. And I still say he has the best music since Hulk Hogan's, uh, uh, you know, Real American. I think you're right. And um, and Alter Bridge probably loves him for that. It was funny because I I'd sent him a, a message before all this madness went out, before all the COVID and stuff. As it, I was like, wouldn't it be great to see Alter Bridge uh, play out? And he sends me a text back going, do you really think you'd be ahead of me on this? <laughs> like, no, I just think it would be great. <laughs> and I had just seen Alter Bridge like a couple weeks ago in, in Birmingham. So it was, it was awesome to, and they're playing Metalingus. And yeah. for those of you who don't know, Alter Bridge is a, a rock band that uh, provides Adam's, you know, Edge's music. And it really is an amazing entrance. It really is an it amazing suits him. It suits him to a T. And uh, if you ever get him on the podcast, you know, get him to tell you the story about how uh, Mark Tremonti basically introduced the song to him in sort of like rough demo form originally. It's a, it's a really cool story. And, and I think it's probably their most popular single and it was never released. No, and I have to play it all the time. It's really, really funny. And then it's odd to hear them play. I got to tell you, it's actually odd to kind of hear him play it live. It's sort of like, it's sort of like any band that has like a song on a soundtrack maybe, or they have a song like, you know, even like uh, motorhead was playing triple H's music live. And I'm like, it just feels, it just feels weird. It's like, I know I they could feel like it should be like, I know they wrote it and it's theirs and it's on their like first record or second record. But on the flip side, it's like, man, it's, it's Adams now. So, yeah, it's no. just, so it was just funny to see. I know? feel bad for miles Kennedy having to sing that because it is not an easy song to sing. And that dude can, shred like nobody vocally well i'm sure they were looking forward to wrestlemania maybe uh maybe it'll happen at SummerSlam, but um fingers crossed hey, fingers so. crossed but or next year in la which is only an hour and a half two hours oh, south of me so true. you're yeah. a little closer fingers oh. crossed maybe we'll go uh for those of you that uh that want to know about mike so mike Ooh. and i met in 2011 and this is an interesting uh an interesting thing how this came about so Tying it back to Edge for a minute. And actually, we're going to tie it back to Pearl Jam. But I was on tour with Pearl Jam. And I uh, was doing some shows across Canada. And we had done Toronto. We were doing Toronto and Hamilton. And the first Pearl Jam show in Toronto was the night after Adam's Edge Appreciation Night uh, on SmackDown. And unbeknownst to me, I mean, it was like, I, that's when I think they were taping it. Yeah, they were taping it and then playing it. They, where yeah. they were they going live i can't but whatever uh, it was it was it was yeah. weird i never saw it so i remember talking to uh drummer brent fitz and brent was um uh brent plays with slash and brent and i had a had a speaker series at the time called all access where we were sending drummers out to talk about their life almost right. like a live live podcast they would go out brent went out um uh we had jeremy from our lady peace and all these people would go out um uh, Michael Shree from Santana and talk about basically in podcast form what their career arc was. And I had said to him at the time, we should try to get Jericho because Brent and Jericho were really close. Right. And I think Brent had reached out to him and said, Hey, what do you think? And I, and it was something along the lines of he couldn't, you know, it was just jammed up or something like that. And I was like, okay. And no sooner did Brent and I get off the phone, literally get off the phone about, Jericho probably not being an option. I walk out and I see you and Adam sitting in the second row or something. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Like just the fact that he had just retired and everything. And I'm like, it was, but that wasn't me. No, I wasn't. That was his, or, uh, his cousin, Matt, I think 
Oh, well, then it was Hamilton. Well, we met in Hamilton then, but it was Hamilton. We met in Hamilton. Gotcha. Toronto, so, Toronto was first, and and uh, then and then Hamilton. And then Hamilton. Then he, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so that was like a a weird, yeah. Because then you guys came upstairs and everything. So yeah. So it was right. funny. So um, I was just thinking about how ironic that was, and just you know, and and I said, well, you, I met Adam, and I was like, this is a fun. I think I said this is a funny story. I was just talking to this guy about Jericho, blah blah blah, and we. Did, I said it's just weird that you're here, and then he started filling me in on why he was there. He's like, oh, I was here from last night, and Pearl Jam's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's an understatement, but okay. right. <laughs> so then it was just like, well, I said, you know, we'll be in Hamilton, and then. And then somehow, then he's like, okay, cool, I'll come. And then, then you guys came and it was great. And so that's how it kind of came together for Mike and I. And Mike and I just stayed in touch over the years. I was in, yeah. uh, just stayed in touch over the years. And um, it was really, really cool to kind of like realize that, you know, outside of the history that you have with Adam, just your story about voiceover and the things that you do. So give a once over here of, of, of what you've, you, know, you guys, notes. the Coles notes of you guys coming through college, but not so much on the Adam side, but just what you have done yeah. personally for, out of out of the voiceover work. Well, I mean, that's that's where we met. I mean, I went, to, uh, both of us went to Humber College for radio broadcasting, and that's we kind of gravitated because of our sort of nerdy love for wrestling. And I had no idea at that time. So I think it was the first day I, I learned that Adam was uh, he was an indie wrestler. And that's when he was working with uh, Sully's gym with Ron Hutchison and Sweet Daddy Siki. And so all of a sudden I'm like, this, we're going to be friends because like wrestling nerds all sure. migrate to each they other. All, they all, they really do. Really yeah. do. And so, yeah, where, whereas Adam, Adam always had a really great voice and I always figured Adam was going to be, he was, you know, but he loved wrestling. So he I mean, went KRP. He just, I've right. still got, it's funny because I still have old cassette tapes from when we were in college, when we used to have to do shows and stuff like that. And his, one of his names that he used back then was Adam Jericho, which oh, is it's hilarious. So, um, but he went, <laughs> he went and did his wrestling and, and he actually, I think his first match with the WWE was at cops Coliseum during i think it was just after we graduated or just before we graduated in 96 and i think that that was his tryout match or one of one of his tryout matches against uh bob holly at uh, at cops so he did wrestling i stayed with radio and i i worked you know i up north elliott lake was where i started and uh, i worked in woodstock ontario at a great little station for a couple months then i wound up in hamilton went out to kitchener and, and helped start up a great uh, radio station out there with a bunch of really amazing talent who are now you know really big Roz and mocha mocha of Roz and mocha fame he started with us out at the beat i mean he'd started elsewhere before but that was where he really got his stuff so i i, I was a radio guy i worked in production i never had like the really great rodney radio voice because when i started in the 90s the joke was you know the guys that had the big voices carried their balls in a bag beside them uh-huh. and and mine were up in my throat it sounded like so i was a production guy that's why i can do all the audio stuff things like for podcasts and that like yeah. I, that's that was my first gig but i learned pretty quickly on that um you know a lot of the jocks when i started all had the same read and and then salespeople would come to me and be like and i want to do this i want to do something different cuz you know and so i was the guy who just started doing character voice guy, or I would be right. like not the jock voice. And so doing that all those years, I ended up just doing a whole whack ton of commercials over the years. And then I met a guy at the station in Kitchener, a guy by the name of Jason Laborde, 
who I owe a, a great amount to because he introduced me to my first agent and he actually introduced me to the whole world of voiceover. And that was back in 2004, I think I got my first agent. And the first gig I ever did was for Much Music back in the days when they still played videos. Right. Uh, actually, I don't know how many videos they played at that point, but it was, they did a lot of original programming, you yeah. know, much, much love and hate 2005. And, uh, you know, and how competitive, how competitive was voiceover work at that point? At that point, uh, I joke, I joke at the fact because now, you know, anybody that's got, you know, $200, uh, a USB microphone and any asshole know, sitting uh, on a porch in Cloverdale, any asshole sitting on a porch in Cloverdale, <laughs> I, can can get into voiceover now. I mean, there are places online where you can sign up and, you know, be part of a pool of, you know, sure. thousands of people. Back then, I say it was almost like a speakeasy. You had to know somebody who knew somebody mm-hmm. who robbed somebody who knew the knock yeah. to get in. And that's kind of where it was originally. But still, there was like a really small pool of talent that always seemed to do the same stuff. One of the guys I worked with, he was also a voice actor, uh, worked in radio with me. And we used to like, Jamie Watson. And okay. Jamie Watson is the voice of comedy uh, channel CTV, or it used to be Comedy Network, but now it's CTV Comedy. He's the voice of that. You'll recognize him. He's, I met him at a party once, and he turned out to be like the most nicest, amazing, super creative guys, and really was one of those first, hey, man, if, if you have a demo, like I can, you know, I can shop it around for you. Like I've got an email plate. And he was really, really cool. So Back then, yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of people, but as years have gone on, the cost to getting into it is way cheaper. I mean, back in the days, you used to go to a studio all the time. It's funny because you used to post these videos of like being on vacation and having to scramble to a closet well, that's to, the other to half do the something. Gig, yeah. And, I, and I remember when I did the first podcast, I did it on my phone, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just, I was like, let's see if we can rescue it. It was just on SoundCloud. It was on the HD recorder. The HD recorder in this is pretty great, but I was like, you can tell it was a phone. Then I bought a little preamp and then, but then I remember I was like in a scenario where I had to jump into a podcast pretty quick. And I was like, a, a mic would just go into a closet. I needed a quiet space. So I did something on my phone in a closet Yeah, as an interview. And I was like, okay, I, I understand why Mike had to jump all of a sudden into something. And for people that don't really know, like they, what I do, I mean, I, I don't have a set number of hours. I mean, there's a couple of uh, clients that I work for that, I have set times every week that will either go down to Toronto to Chorus, uh, Chorus Key, like the big headquarters of Chorus, um, or I'll just record stuff from home, but it's, it's never like a set time. So when I want to go on vacation, I don't get paid if I don't work. So I would take Breaking my travel gear. Yeah. yeah, I would take travel gear. So we would go to Florida and, you know, that's when I'd be doing videos where I'm sitting in the back of my rental car as like Carolyn and the kids are in Disney, I will leave <laughs> Disney, go out to the parking lot and huddle up in the backseat of my car with a microphone and, and headphones. And I've got, you know, uh, like back then it was an old flip phone that I was talking to the client and I would record in the back of my car because the acoustics of a car are actually not bad. I've done one, I've done one in a car. Uh, I think I did one with Dean Blondell on, as his guest. And I, was, <laughs> okay. and I was in my car and then I, had, I, I did it into the Zoom and then sent him the file and Anyways, it's funny because it's just interesting how I'm learning to go through this thing. When I'm on, when I'm traveling and I'm on tour, I've always got my stuff set up all the time. Yeah, Cause, and that's because you could get a a text from anybody that's like, "Hey, if you got 20 minutes, I can jump on with you." And I don't really ask a lot of people. I, I kind of try to plan them out a little bit. But every now and again, something like today pops up where we're like, "Hey, let's jump on and do something." Yeah, man. Um, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, 
uh, I'm not, I need an hour. It's like, all right, I need 45 minutes to get set up. And it's like, well, I've, I've lost a window. So I always have to be ready. So I'm always kind of ready. Although over the years I've, I've lightened up a bit and, and I've mm-hmm. worked with some really like amazing, you know, clients that get it. Like they know that, Hey man, take some time, go on a vacation. Sure. And, and that's the way but, it should be. But I still get the itch and I like to bring my gear with me because yeah, you never know, like recording in a closet, not so a is, problem. Is there a mystery to what you do? Is it one of those things where you like when we talk like this and I go, all right, Mike, let's let people know who you are. And uh, you go, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm Batman. You, you don't know. You don't know where my voice is. And that's the gag. You know, I'll tell you what, let's do it like this, Mike. Let's do okay. it like this. Whatever you're willing to let out of the bag. Uh, okay. Whatever you're willing to let out of the bag for our listeners, okay. voice number one. Okay. If you feel the need to text during a movie, don't do it. That bright light and clicking is annoying to everyone around you. Don't be a Tommy Texter. Tommy Texter. There we go. There's yeah. voice number Tommy one, Texter. everybody. Uh, let's, uh, I'm going to get you to put some kind of thing in there. After we yes, do this, I'll, I'll you can do some kind of production applause. Yes. So everyone listening, that is Mike's yeah. voice number one. Yes. I am sure I've heard you on a couple of other ones. The other day I was listening going, wait a minute. So let's right. get voice number two. I'm only going to, I want you to keep like the other hundred under the wraps, but let's okay. give you, let's give our listeners three that they might recognize. Uh, all right. Uh, I can, uh, let's see what's, what's, what's recent one is like, if you've ever wanted to buy furniture from one of Canada's oldest and finest furniture establishments. I knew it. Yes. It's I the scratch it. and save event at Leon. I knew it. Yes. I haven't even asked you about that one, but yes. I knew it when I heard yes. it. I was like, there's Michael. Yes. Leon is. Nowadays, when people ask me, like, "Oh, oh, you're a voice guy. What do you do?" I will, I will use the Cineplex, uh, Tommy yeah. Texter. Like, sure. that's that's become kind of like the the most recognizable one. But before that, this is going back to probably around the time that we met. I had been brought on to revise or, or revive the uh, East Side Mario's. East Side Mario's. Hey, bada boom, bada bing. I knew that was you, but that, they were still playing that out here. It's no longer here because the West hates the East. So well, anything, East, anything East Coast has been kicked out. We don't even have a Swiss LA anymore. I haven't been Eastside Mary's in, in a number of years, but that for, for a while. And that was, that was a cool one too. So, uh, yeah. but beyond that, like if you've got kids that watch anything like Treehouse or Disney, you'll hear me every once in a while doing, you know, closed captioning is brought to you in part by. Well, that's it. The, the, now that you guys have heard the voice on the other end here that are listening <laughs> in your cars and planes when not on a plane or a train this is the face that goes with that voice and now you know why i do what i do and i'm not that's right so now listen for mike's voice even though this podcast is world renowned you've probably heard his voice all over the world now uh this is uh you're listening to the brenton on tour coffee cast not really. This is the uh, quarantine cast. What are we going to call this? Because I got to start putting out these other kind of casts. You're listening to the Brenton on tour quarantine cast. There we go. Uh-huh. Get the fuck in your house and stay in there. <laughs> but it's 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 very cool because again, um, you know, whereas we we're talking earlier about Adam, like Adam is recognizable. Just you look at that's him. You know, yeah. I I'm the guy that it's like, oh yeah, you're that guy. And yeah, but you don't go like if you don't go up, it's you can just you can hide it like if you oh, yeah. if you walked everywhere and were like using yeah, the leon's voice <laughs> if you're using the leon's yeah. voice everywhere people would be like hey wait a minute i know you 
he can make a career doing funny voices like i mean or any kind of voice or anything i mean that's the that's that's because the funny thing is is like the people working really hard in the world hate this shit but they also want to know everybody that's doing this kind of cool stuff you know what i mean to be able to do what i do like i love my gig it's never really the same thing and it's something that I've, I feel like over the years, I got good at and I'm working for myself. I'm like, I'm on my own business. I got to, you know, promote my, my, my brand, not my brand. That sounds like hokey. I just, I try to be a, a decent dude to work with. And because I spent a whole bunch of years on the other side of the glass, when I was working in radio as a producer, I know what it's like for the guys that have to edit, the guys that have to deal sure. with the salespeople. So my, my mantra has always been, hey, man, I want to make this as easy as possible for you. And so I've got, you know, some of my TV producer clients, like they're friends of mine because they're not just people that I work for or, or they have to work. Like, I'm like, dude, I've been in that side. And, you know, they're like, man, you got that back really quick. And I'm like, dude, I know that you want to go home and you're probably dealing with a bunch of, sure. you know, a-hole salespeople. Not that all sales reps are a-holes. I'm just saying Friday at 4.30, I've got a client that needs to be on on Monday. I know that feeling. So my, my deal is, yeah, man, like I just, I want to be as accessible as possible. And, you know, that's why I've built this, this studio, which has come in handy during this whole quarantine time because studios have had to shut down. Voice actors can't go to studios to record. So some business still has to be done. Well, this is, and I was going to ask you, like, you know, I was quarantined up and, and isolated for 14 days uh, out of society after I returned from overseas and obviously mm-hmm. tested positive and went through the whole thing. And I Which was a scary time when, when you told me about that. that was, it was a weird, but you know yeah, what? I heard scary. from lots of people, including a boy uh, down in the States there, and he was really, he checked in to see how I was yeah, doing. Man. And that was really nice of him. And uh, a couple of other um, professional wrestler friends <laughs> uh, checked in to say hello, which is the weirdest thing in the world for me to have these people in my life as, as you uh, would, cool, man. As, but, it, but it was just a, it was awesome. And, uh, and, uh, for people I haven't heard from in a long time, just checking yeah. in people. Um, it just, it was great. Heard from a great deal of people. Uh, so anyone listening that, uh, that checked in, uh, and just thank you. Thanks. Thanks for that. It was really great. And my question, Mike is, is, now that this world is quarantined and all the rest of it. So mm-hmm. all these businesses are shutting down. People are going on unemployment. Things are happening. Yes or no. Whether we like them or not. Like, you know, you got to stay away that you can't work. There's essential yeah. services, blah, blah, blah. So now what's, what's going on for you? Because now we're in a scenario where without getting too personal, but how's Mike making money through this process and, well, and what kind of, what are you passing on to people for advice on how to get through that? I want to say I'm in a, in a bit of a different position only because Yes, I'm I'm a freelancer by all means, like an independent contractor, and I rely on getting gigs. And most of the stuff that I specialize in is is promo. So the stuff that you hear, you know, like blah 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 on Smithsonian Channel. Like I do a lot of that that stuff. And TV has become everybody's mm-hmm. best friend over the last couple of weeks because that's that's all there is. So that stuff still happens. It's on the commercial side for me where clients that have stuff that they want to promote and sell now isn't exactly the best time maybe. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's certain aspects of what I do that have kind of slowed, but at the same time, I've always been, you know, always looked at my career as make sure you're diverse enough or diverse enough to have your hands in a couple of different avenues, just in case 
you know, something dries up. So I do, you know, promo and, and that's usually a monthly thing. And that's kind of steady income sure. sort of, but it can end anytime when the next, you know, Mr. Big Voice comes along. So for me personally, a little bit of a slowdown, but it seems pretty, you know, business as usual. But that's also in part because I've, again, made my studio here. I've got the ability to connect anywhere yeah. uh, in real time with, with quality. And, and I would imagine the agents and stuff that are like, no one's really, are they still working? Are people still going like, you know, if someone were to say, okay, I got no income coming in, GM closed, I'm sitting around doing nothing, but yeah. I know everything there is to know about car parts. So I'm going to start a podcast on car parts or I want to be voiceover for a car part company and I've gone and I've bought all this stuff on Amazon and now it's at my house and now I'm going to call an agent and an agent's going to go get me car part work (laughs) or the agent's going, Hey, we're dried up. So whatever clients you have, you got, wow. This is, this is, uh, um, this is, this is a question that can go a billion ways. If you're talking specifically, uh, and I've, I've seen a lot of people, especially like a couple of years ago, when radio started to really shrink, when the bigger companies were laying off a lot of people, the first notion for most radio people, and I being one of them, was, well, what am I going to do? I have no real transferable skills other than back-selling songs. Oh, I'll do voiceover because I've been doing it forever. The, the truth of the matter, when I got into it, and I was told pretty quickly, is that they don't like radio people because they sound like they come from the radio. They don't yeah. sound natural. So that, that was the radio people. You know, there's a lot of people that, have have discovered that wow i can actually you know pay to read audiobooks because they're huge now and i can you know i can read commercials or i can read uh things they're called explainer videos which are basically those youtube videos mm-hmm. that you know describe a product you know or, it's funny mike just on a side note before i forget so yeah a lot uh, as as fun as the podcast was it was the joke was that you can use it to go to sleep or wake up with it and so uh, out of the out of the the coffee casting people were like you know you really should do some calm work you Uh, really should find some audio work uh to put people to sleep because you're uh, you're killing me and i was like great (laughs) i tell you um i've had uh a friend of mine is an author uh he's a really great author and he approached me and he said hey i'm thinking about having my book made into an audio book and he goes would you want to do it and i'm like absolutely not (laughs) there are some amazing audiobook authors, you know, and I've, I've listened to some great audiobooks, a lot of like the real high end famous ones that are done by the actual, yeah. you know, uh, Tina Fey does hers. She's great. Um, but there are a lot of audiobook authors that you wouldn't know their names if, if you saw them, but they're fantastic. I think it's, it's a real, it is, it's an art form. It's, you have to have a certain skill set and a certain, um, passion for it, which I don't have. For me, it's, it's short form. I do, you know, I do training videos like e-learning and stuff. And I've done those over the years. And it's funny because I, I had a, a friend of mine whose daughter worked at an, I think it was an A&W and they had to do a training video, like a training thing. And it was me doing like the training. So, so I'll do, that's the kind of long form stuff that it's, it's not exactly the most fun, but it can pay fairly well. Right now, medical Wow. Of course. If you can read really big medical names and keep it somewhat interesting and not, you know, go to sleepish, there's a, a huge market there for quality narrators that can do that. And so when it comes to voiceover, there are areas that people are still going to be able to do decent money. When you talk to me about everybody else that's, that's sort of caught in a, 
in the quarantine and not able to work, that's where, you know, again, I've got some friends that can't work because of this. Sure. I'm look I'm looking at one here who, you know, your livelihood is, is, is well, I mean, I, I mean, but the, we don't know what's going to happen with it. I'm standing by They've been, we've been told that our, 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 business is recession proof because uh, entertainment is the first thing that people spend money on when things happen. So it was when it bounced, when it bounces, when it bounces back. back. Right. So for now and I'm just, I'm just kind of doing my thing and, and waiting and, and thankfully our government's taking care of us a little bit. So uh, no one's going to start. Well, I'm not, we're not going to start. At least. But I think the key here and you know, maybe it's the whole glass half full versus glass half empty is yeah. I, I really do. I'm very grateful that we're in the country we're in. I feel pretty optimistic that, you know, if, if we as a collective Canadian unit can smarten up and hammer down the, uh, the spread of this and take the pressure off of the people that are stuck on the front lines doing like amazing work, you know, the doctors, nurses, everybody in the healthcare industry, if we can, I said it was, it was kind of like, you know, when your mom or, or dad used to say, okay, you can go outside after you clean your room. The sooner you clean your room, the sooner you can go outside. Exactly. So the sooner we all kind of collectively realize, okay, let's try and minimize this so that we can get back to doing what we do. I have absolutely all the confidence in the world it, that it is going to bounce back a lot quicker up here than it may elsewhere. Certainly feeling better. Thanks, Mike, for uh, checking in and supporting and uh, everybody else uh, that uh, checked in on me uh, during the COVID. But uh, things are looking up and I am back to 100%. Uh, as you can tell, because we're banging out podcasts every single week right now, or having some fun and trying to do some content. You can also catch some stuff over on YouTube, some unboxing videos, and a few other things. Join me next week again with Mike as we get into part two, and we're going to get into a bit of a WrestleMania review. As he mentioned, our mutual friend Adam returned to WrestleMania this year, and that's, uh, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to listen to this story. It's very inspirational. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the new Pearl Jam record and what might be next for both of us. So join us part two next week with my good friend Mike Pongratz on the Brenton Not On Tour quarantine cast. Thanks, friends. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.